state to state properties. This is Ted DiBiase, the Made Our Man. Hey, this is Bob Daffley. Hey, everyone, this is Rick Stanley. This is the Honky Dog Man, the greatest WWE Intercontinental Champion of all time. This is your wrestling show, Ottawa. Heck, they could use you guys over in WWE. You're listening to the greatest wrestling show in the whole wide world. This is Wrestling with Ideas. Welcome back inside the CKDJ studios right here for Wrestling With Ideas on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. How's it going, guys? It's Colin the Music Man Scully here, and alongside me, for the second week in a row, just as soon as I get my pop filter here fixed, second week in a row, we've got the man with no excuses, Jonathan Skews. Well, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me, and you look at CD guy Scully, and I can tell you right now, that statement is not true. Because you see, most co-hosts, when they come on this show, they got about a 50% chance of being on the show. But I, I'm a radio freak. I got a 75% chance at best. Hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, now we have to... Now... Screw it, I can't use the pop filter. Now we have to actually play the entire thing for those of you who don't know what that just was so why don't you tell the people while i'm looking it up what why don't i just tell the people what it is why don't you just yes why don't you just read the entire promo all righty so this of course is from this is scott steiner and we all know how well scott steiner can cut promos uh this one was on an episode of impact back in 2006 or TNA wrestling, whatever the hell it was called. And he was talking about his three-way match um, against Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle. So, Scott Steiner, how do you feel about your match? Well, you see, I come from a highly educated university. So, when I come out here and I speak to these white trash, I gotta dumb myself down. But tonight, it's not about that. It's about who got some fat asses, because you know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me, and you look at Samoa Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally, if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I, I'm a genetic freak, and I got a 75% chance. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, the chances of winning drastic go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and a two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me. So you take my 75% chance of winning, and then if you add that 66 and two-thirds is a chance chance of winning, I got a 141 two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. Smoke Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. And the Dudley boys got some fat asses. You get no sympathy from me at all. But sadly, uh, as we will show later on, this wasn't exactly... Scott Steiner, I don't think, was actually featured on this card, was he? He was not on this card. He's not still with the company. But he was in the company that we're about to talk about. And it's not WWE or WCW. No. This we are about to talk about. Probably one of the better... Impact pay-per-views of recent history. Absolutely, especially since they've changed their uh, location of operations to Canada. You can say that you can arguably say that TNA's gotten better. Right. Oh, without without question. Without question, and this pay-per-view actually took place from Toronto. Right now, of course, we are talking about the 16th anniversary show that they like to call a Slammiversary. So let's talk a little bit about the matches here. 
first match had Tessa Blanchard against Ali. Now, Tessa Blanchard was under WWE contract at this point, uh, at some point. Yeah, I, I think it was like a May Young type deal. May Young, uh, May Young Classic? Yeah, something like that, that they were going to bring her in or right. had brought her in. I can't remember last year's May Young Classic off the top of my head, but she, she has been under contract for WWE at some point, and... Well, I think she's finishing up her TNA here. I don't know if she's coming to WWE or not, but it, she looks like she's finishing up. Well, yeah, maybe because we still have like another month-ish of people being announced. Yeah. So she could be announced for this year's May Young Classic as well. She could be. Who knows? So anyway, Tessa Blanchard picked up a win over Allie. Tessa's a great heel. Allie was the perfect plucky underdog with the fire she can unleash. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big Alley fan, so I would have definitely picked Tessa Bl- Tessa Blanchard to go over on this one. I think most people would have, honestly. It's a safe bet. A, yeah. Up next, or I guess that was the second match. No, the first match on the card was the fatal four way between Johnny Impact, Petey Williams, Phoenix, and the Bone Soldier Taiji Ishimori. Yeah, we got a we got a Bone Soldier mark sitting across from me. Uh, I'm a Japanese wrestling mark. What can I say? Anyways. Like I said, Bone Soldier mark. Oh, That's yeah. okay. I'm a Johnny Impact and a Petey Williams mark. So It's it w- amazing. Like, if you watched Petey Williams last night or Sunday night, you wouldn't know. Like, if I had told you that he's, he, that he's just come back from a three-year hiatus, you'd probably think I'm insane. He, he did not come back from a three-year hiatus. I've seen him wrestle for Impact the last time they were in Ottawa. Right, so back, but like before the when he but came before back, before his before he came back to TNA, like as of his contract, yes, he was on a three year hiatus, right. and he still got it. No ring rust on uh, Petey Williams. Now, in the words of Scott Steiner, Mini Scott Steiner, Mini no, in the words of Scott Steiner, Petey Williams' best years were when he looked like him. Yeah, and his wife misses that gimmick. Yeah. All right. Now on to the first match. Like the first, like the like the first title match, I guess you could say that was on the X card. Division Championship match: Brian Cage versus Champion Matt Sydal. Now, the X Division back when it was first introduced was actually meant to be a cruiserweight only thing, sort of similar to, well, any other cruiserweight division. But uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Brian Cage. He's not exactly. He's kind of a Lars Sullivan type character. Large. I would, if I had to describe Brian Cage. I'd say that he's Tyrus meets, who did I just say? Lars Sullivan. Tyrus meets Lars Sullivan. That's what I'd say with about a, Brian with, Cage. With a crap ton more muscle than the both of them. Well, I mean, if you turn uh, what Tyrus had of beef into muscle, I'd say he'd, he'd look a lot more like Brian Cage. Yeah. All right, let's watch some of these highlights. If you can get Cage down, One thing Matt I would Sidell like to point done, out. Then is that the camera angle and the way that this pay-per-view was shot was absolutely terrible. Oh, I disagree, but then again, that's the thing when it comes to a live wrestling look at that show hard, Look at that camera. hard cam, though. I don't have a problem with this hard cam. Really? You, you can see everything. You can't see any botches or anything. It looks fine. You can't see any botches. What the hell was that? That's Matt Seidel showing off. Is Matt Seidel standing is? on his head. Crap, he really does look like uh, Tyrus. <laughs> Told you, man. Oh, my God. Told you he looks like Tyrus. Somebody call my mama. 
Yeah, Brian Cage still looks a little green to me. He doesn't he doesn't look anything to be concerned about, but he does seem to have he does look a little little ripe. But then again, it's TNA, and I'm not saying they'll take what they can get, but, but they're doing a good job with what they have. Yeah. One, two, kick out. Called. Yeah. They're almost looking at, like, I honestly think that they're looking at this move to Toronto as sort of like a rebirth. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've noticed over the past, like, maybe year or so, Impact has, has changed. Ever since they scrapped the Owl. The Owl? The Owl. Do you not remember when they brought, uh, they changed it from t originally from TNA to Impact, and when Dixie Carter was in charge, right. and they had that Owl, the Impact Owl. And so. the fans hated it. They chant F the Owl. I can't remember that, no. And they had... I remember, too, because they had this competition to name the Owl. There oh, were a contest, okay. sorry, as to what they wanted to name the Owl, and they all wanted to name it Dixie or something like that. Oh, okay. Especially after Dixie was removed from the company. Right, right, right. But yeah, ever since they finished up with Dixie Carter and they finished up with uh, Smashing Pumpkins face there, Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan, I'd say that TNA has definitely had a rebirth and they're great. I mean, especially because you have Scott Demore. They still got some of their alumni too. Matt Seidel still with them. Trevor Lee is still with them. Uh, definitely Abyss is still with them. You got oh, yeah. the you got two LAXs, which they had a match in this pay per view. Yeah, as we'll talk about later. As we'll talk about right now, actually, that just happens to be the next match that's on the card. So, yeah, we have LAX versus the OGs, a.k.a. LAX OG. We got LAX versus LAX 2.0. LAX 2.0. In a 51-50 street fight for the Tag Team Championships. Yeah. Santana could and you imagine if Could you imagine if Hernandez and Homicide won the Tag Team Championships? I Hernandez is 45 that. years old. I wouldn't have imagined that. But then again, Scott Steiner... Yeah, but Scott Steiner, he's a genetic freak. He's not normal. Right. And Samoan Joe knows that he can't beat him. Even if he's in WWE. Even if he's in WWE. Well, especially, I guess, if he's in WWE. But, but we had Santana and Oritz defend the titles. They Ortiz? Or Oritz? Ortiz. <laughs> against Hernandez and Homicide. It was a good match. It was a street fight, so there was some brutality. Not the only brutality on this pay-per-view that we'd see. Oh, there was... Yeah, there was there there were some interesting spots in this match. Let's just take a look at the highlights here for this one too. I was watching the episode where uh, Hernandez and Homicide came back to um, came back to Impact, and Hernandez comes out. My brother goes, "That's the big dude that was with Chavo." Ooh, Chavo. Ortiz is in pain. Homicide just smacked Santana in the back of the head with the trash can right there. Hernandez picking up the chair here, looking like he's going to try and do something stupid to Ortiz again. Homicide looks rough. Here we see Conan. Conan looks strung out. Yeah, the old, the old dogs in this match, they, they look great physically, but... Their expression on their faces, they look tired. Right. Ortiz just got... Ortiz just crotched. Um, okay. Not Hernandez. Starts with an H. Homicide. There you go. 
Uh, oh, you were having that problem last week, weren't you? Was that you? Not last week. It was it was a while ago that I got those two mixed up, but not having that problem this week, pal. Powerbomb Santana. Why does King look like Conan's little brother or something? Like straight up. I don't know. Trash or cookie cookie sheet shot to Hernandez there. It's all just tinfoil. Yeah, yeah. Especially TNA with their budget cuts. Yeah. Santana, I believe, is getting a ladder. I think so. Someone from someone from. I'm pretty sure it's Santana. I think uh, Ortiz's uh, face paint is a little uh, more wiped off than the other guy. Bag of thumbtacks, well, a broom, one of them, a hockey see, stick. See, one of them had an afro. Had had, which back back when they were in Ottawa, that's how I told who. That's that's how I was able to figure out who was who. I just called them LAX. Yeah. Is it just me, or is there the Abyss A on some of these tables? Well, it's the LAX, right? Ah, I thought it, I thought it was the the Abyss logo. <laughs> oh yeah, we're getting some ECW colorful language from. Uh, I don't even know if that's PG. Uh, that's not censor. PG, pal. I'm gonna have to censor that out later. All right, now we've got so LAX 5150, the new guys. Satana and Ortiz retain the tag team titles. And they're still and Conan is still their manager, which is what I thought would happen was that Conan would align himself with the OGs, giving them the title victory at the end. Or him turning on them and they beat up Conan and retain the titles anyways. That's right. what I thought was gonna happen, and boy was I wrong. Right. Now, here we've got this this okay. On that match, on that uh, impact show that I was talking about that LAX OGs came back. There was also a segment there where where um where Madison Rain was at her own funeral. I don't know if you've seen this part. Sounds like some Undertaker stuff. Sounds some, like some uh, under Yeah, it sounds like some early nineties Undertaker yeah. stuff. Some Bruce Pritchard. I love you. Alright. So let's take a look at Sue Young's entrance here. Have you seen this yet, John? No, not a big Sue Young fan either. No? No. She, I, I think that TNA has made her gimmick too much to be evil Asuka. Yeah. Because that's more or less what she is. Yeah, and you can you can tell, yeah. Oh, she, without question. They're doing like a Wyatt family mixed with. Remember, remember, I think it was WrestleMania, and it was the Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt, and it was the sun was up, and I think Bray Wyatt had a bunch of scarecrows fall into the ring. This is what this makes me think of with them bringing the yeah. casket down. It's not very good. It. It barely gets the message across. It doesn't help that Sue Young, Young comes out of the coffin. Well, it doesn't also help that Sue Young has a dubstep remix of her theme. Yeah, I could see like that. Like, when you think Undead Bride, when you think Scary Asuka, you don't think dubstep. No. 
If TNA ever run like a mixed match challenge, it'd be a mistake for them not to put Abyss with Soo Young. If they ever did run that, which I hope to God that they don't. All right, the match getting underway early here. Meanwhile, the Undead Brides are just kind of there. There seems to be some green light coming from this from the uh, coffin there. Diving crossbody. Now the finish for this. Did you happen to see? A, did you have a chance to see the finish for this match? Nope. No. All right. So uh, the mandible claw. That's it. It was. It was a claw finish. Yeah, it was a claw finish. All right. Up next, here we go. Tommy Dreamer versus Eddie Edwards. This was a lackluster finish, in my opinion. Right. But the match itself was pretty fun. Yeah. Especially when you bring in Tommy Dreamer, he's still got it at his age for what he can do. Right. Now, I had the chance to interview Eddie Edwards last week. I think it was last Friday that I had the chance to do it. We talked a lot about what exactly brought him to this point. We mentioned how this had started off with a few, as a feud between him and Sammy Callahan. You probably saw some of the spots in the hospital where Sammy Callahan was in the hospital along with his wife. Yep. You saw that. Yeah, so yeah. you saw all of this. And then Tommy Dreamer was apparently trying to help uh, Eddie Edwards. But Eddie Edwards said that Tommy Dreamer had us all fooled and that Tommy is only looking out for Tommy. Apparently. But anyways, let's see what the highlights from this match bring us. Dreamer wants to do to Eddie Edwards what Eddie Edwards did to him at House of Hardcore. That ref looks like he's my age. Is Tommy Dreamer wearing the polka dots to pay tribute to Dusty, or is he just doing polka dots? Uh, considering they're only on the one side, I don't actually know. Because if so, I I can understand that he'd want to pay tribute to Dusty, but Tommy Dreamer paying tribute to Dusty is not something I thought I'd see today. Tommy Dreamer is... How old is that ref? Like, seriously. Uh, let's see. I'd say he's about... A third of Tommy Dreamer, who's in his mid-50s-ish. Tommy Dreamer's not that old. Tommy Dreamer? Yeah. He's he's older than Chris Jericho, and Chris Jericho is 48 years old. Are you serious? 47. So, yeah, he's older than Chris Jericho. That, that, and I think he, I'm pretty sure he's in the mid-50s, maybe 53. Yeah, if I had to, if I had to guess on the spot. Kick out from Eddie Edwards. That was that match there. That was fun. Yeah. So the ma the match ends with Eddie Edwards going over. Tommy Dreamer loses. But at the end, at the end of the match, we have uh, his Eddie Edwards' wife comes down, and they she insists that Tommy and Eddie shake hands and be friends. Yeah. Scully, what happens? What happens when? Do they become friends? They do. What a nice family ending. <sighs> Unfortunately, this next match 
wasn't very family friendly at all. Any Sammy Callahan match, you're not going to find a family friendly Sammy Callahan match. It's like finding, it's like finding a hardcore, uh, finding a finding finding a family friendly Sammy Callahan match is like finding a hardcore Beaver Cleavage match. I bet you could find one. Hardcore Beaver Cleavage. Well, what do you think he did after WWE? Whatever he could to get a paycheck, man. I'm pretty sure he did a couple hardcore matches. Now, are we talking Beaver Cleavage? We're talking bingo halls here, Scully. Yeah, I know we're talking bingo. Okay, never mind. Anyways, of course, the match that we're talking about now, Pentagon or Penta El Zero Mierdo. Muerto. 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 Versus Sammy Callahan in a mask versus hair match. Let's check this out here. Steel chairs being thrown in the ring by Sammy Callahan, who's seating. And this is the one area where Callahan has a decided advantage. Who would you compare Sammy Callahan to? Like, if I had to compare Sammy Callahan to anybody, I would just slap a bunch of ECW originals together and say that's Sammy Callahan. Sandman, a little bit of Bubba Ray in there. Not a lot, but a little bit. He's also got that D'Lo Brown chest protector. Not the Roman Reigns one, the D'Lo Brown one. He kind of has uh, some tendencies to him that one might say is Mick Foley-esque. Like this right here. Yeah, he's banging two railroad spikes together. Steel, they're just nails, man. They're just big nails. Of course, Mr. Construction Man over here. Sammy Callahan is Impact's one of Impact's greatest heels right now. Sammy Callahan is probably one of the greatest wrestling heels in the world, I would argue, right now. Nobody's a bigger heel than Samoa Joe. I I heavily invest into the Samoa Joe Kevin Owens as a heel. Best heels right now. And that's not just because I'm a WWE guy. Yeah. Although, if you want to talk non-WWE, best heel right now that isn't named Sammy Callahan, probably the, the, what do you call that? The SWAT assault? The SWAT team? Someone SWAT team? No, no, no. It's Tamatonga. Oh, the Gorillas. The Firing Squad. That's what they're called. The firing squad, that's some pretty good heel work. Yeah. He's gonna shank him with Jesus. GNA is not the best commentary. Neither am I, but neither is TNA. Did he just say as he tries to meme his exposed head? Yes. That, that was a thing. That matches a thing. Alright. Now, time for the last match here. Last match of the card. The main event. 
Austin Aries, the belt collector, versus Moose. 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 I didn't realize how much bigger Austin Aries or how much bigger Moose was. Yeah, Austin Moose Aries. isn't that big of a guy either. Like, if you put him next to Bobby Lashley, he's the smaller of the two, but Moose isn't a small guy. Yeah. It's that football background. Well, yeah. I also actually had the chance to interview Moose. 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 How did that interview go, Scully? Not as good as the one with Eddie Edwards did. It was okay, but like, eh. Is it because Moose can't cut a promo? Not really. He won't. He he'll never hear this, so I can say that. Uh, he'll learn. That's that's just the transition, bud. He was. I saw him on the internet earlier saying yeah. that he thought the transition between football and pro wrestling was easy. Well, cut a good promo, pal, and come back to me. Yeah. All right, Austin Aries has Moose. No. Thunderclap to the head of. Haven't seen the thunderclap in a while. Nope. Turning him inside out there. Moose. 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 Spear countered into the last chancery. Does Austin Aries still use the cow mutilation? No. That is a cool it is. maneuver. It is. I think AJ Styles used to use it too. Oh, yeah. Well, all the Japanese guys used to. Or the old Japanese guys. The old Japanese guys. Implying that AJ Styles is an old Japanese Well, player. no, like the guys that used to I know, I know what you're referring to, but just, just close your eyes, if you will, and imagine an old Japanese AJ Styles. Minoru now, how good is this Shinsuke Nakamura feud now? Minoru Suzuki? No. <laughs> Jinichiro Tenru? No. The original Tiger Mask? Giant Baba? <laughs> Raja Lion? No. Have you seen that match? Yep. I have seen the Baba. The Giant Baba. Roger Lion match. It was alright. For what it was. A guy who punches and kicks and a slow moving giant. Aries got him up there. He plants Moose on his neck right on the hardest part of the ring. Right on the ring apron. Holy crap. So, as was more or less expected, Moose got the win. No, he did not. Austin Aries got the win here. Yep, Austin Aries got the win. Right. And still... The belt collector. Austin Aries. All right. We are going to have to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we are going to be talking the latest in WWE news. We'll talk Raw and SmackDown, and then we'll talk the late. There um, There was a, a rather interesting 
historic announcement on the part of Stephanie McMahon that we'll talk about. You're listening to CKDJ 107.9. This is Wrestling With Ideas. Hey everyone, this is CCO Caracolis and you're listening to Wrestling With Ideas at CCO KDJ Studios right here for Wrestling With Ideas on CKDJ 107.9. Ottawa's new music. Of course, I am the music man Colin Scully. Alongside me, the man with no excuses, Jonathan Skews. He's not here. I brought Strowman and you're going to get these hands. We are both caffeinated and ready to go through Raw and SmackDown. So, this past Monday, there was a historic announcement made on the part of Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, and actually, before we jump into this, I just want to state that we all knew that Stephanie McMahon was going to be on Raw, correct? Yeah. What we did not know is that her husband and her father were coming with her, and I popped. As soon as I turned on the TV a little bit late, but as soon as I saw that old guy in the back, he's not looking gray, but he's still looking old, and that's McMahon was there. Oh, man, it was great. Right. So let's watch this. What is the announcement? Well, here we go. So before we get started, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the WWE superstars. Nights like tonight happen now because of all of Nikki you. Nikki Cross yeah. is on the stage here for some after, reason. After no announcement, it's not a big deal that Nikki she Cross just happens is to be. I, just, I find it awesome that she's right behind, that she's right beside Braun Strowman there. Well, what I was saying that was interesting was that it wasn't interesting that she was there, but it was interesting that she was standing in the front row and she's not on the main roster yet. And then you've got Oscar standing behind. Oscar's in the back. Michael Bennett's there. I haven't seen Michael Bennett in a while. Those ropes and into this ring where you put your ultimate trust in someone else's hands. These hands. And I've never seen that bond stronger than with the group of athletes that we have today. Ah. Yeah, there's Triple H kind of peeling back the curtain a little bit, saying thanks to everybody. Unleash the big dog. Roman Reigns, like front to center. all our women to please step forward on the stage. It's not about Roman, though. I would have laughed if he said, that includes you, James Ellsworth. The men that stand behind you, I want you to know how much they truly support you. Yeah, if you look closely, Mickey James seems to be wearing some uh, Dragon Ball Saiyan armor for some reason. I thought that was Rousey's thing. You know who else is here? The SmackDown women as well are here. And the dead giveaway for me was first when I saw Lana is best. Lana number one. Through all of it, every moment, every first, from the first Iron Man match... To the first money in the bank Why is everybody the except the for the Royal Iconics Rumble in their ring gear right now? Because the Iconics are SmackDown. This is a Raw show. 
and I can almost guarantee that, that they weren't wrestling right tonight, and they were just there to, to be a part of the announcement. Every single main event that you have worked so hard to earn. Especially, like, we, we all thought there was a tag belt being announced. But Lana's there, and she's in ring gear. What yeah, gives? but her ring gear is a Lana shirt. That's half of her ring gear right now. As you have yeah, that's stolen okay. the show again. It's like again. Dean Ambrose. I thought Triple H was going to cry here. What's Dean Ambrose's ring gear? It's a shirt and a pair of jeans. It's not ring gear. You demanded more opportunities for the women in WWE. And you started a hashtag called Give Divas a Chance that trended worldwide for three days, igniting a revolution across our industry and opening doors for women that some of them had only dreamed of. Because of all of you, 30-second matches became main events. And because of all of you, divas became the superstars they were born to be. Because of all of you, we are able to stand here and make another After this is done, I feel like I need to announcement. Sort of explain On October my 28th, the whole thing. over 50 women, then, now, and forever, will participate in an event called Evolution. And Evolution is a mystery. Will be the first ever all women's pay per view. Now, do you think the fact that Triple H is there has anything to do with the fact that it's called Evolution? Do you not remember Evolution? I do. They're playing Motorhead in the background. Yeah, it is. No, this is the raw theme song. Is it? the power. Fight the power. It's not Motorhead. I thought it was Motorhead. Embarrassed. All right. But yes, tell us your opinions on this, Scully. So, like... Okay. There are, there's like the women's division is definitely at its best right now. It still has room to grow, which it is de- good. It does, but it's it's better than it's been the past while. So uh, I'd say since about 2006 ish. You know what I mean? The yeah. Divas era. Yeah. It's it's way better than it's ever been. But like, <sighs> what's the F for, Scully? Like it's. I'm trying to figure out a way to say this. It's not going to get me. It's not going to get like get me an insane amount of heat. All right, one word at a time. I, you do like blank. What's blank? The women's wrestling right now. And you don't like blank. The fact that it, the fact that they're try they're trying too hard to push it is what I'm trying to say. Okay, I I, I absolutely agree. There's nothing wrong here. Yet. Yet. See, what what's gonna what's gonna make or break this for me is how they go about doing the women's tag title picture. If that if that's what they actually end up doing, if now, there's do, rumor and speculation that the belts are made and they're just waiting for. But this so are, but so are the cruiserweight tag titles. Those are also made. Yes, but if we're gonna get into the if we're gonna talk about titles that are already made, how many titles got scrapped that we don't even know about until like later on when say. The WWE Network is doing like a storage wars of the WWE warehouse. And we see all these belts that we've never seen before because they got scrapped. Right. So these belts could still be scrapped. There's always the possibility. Right. I mean, if if you're to ask me, 
I don't feel like they should do like if they're gonna do this whole women's thing, like the men's forget the women's forget the women's title or forget the women's talent pool for a second here. The men's talent pool is already diluted enough. Especially with the tag teams. I feel like if they were to introduce sort of the uh the women's tag titles, that'd that'd dilute that even more than it already is. I doubt that. I think that if they bring in the women's tag team thing, they wouldn't dilute it, but it would be because all pay-per-views are co-branded, that it would have to be a co-branded belt. Because like it would just, be the, just be it the could WWE not, Women's Tag Championship. Women's Tag Championship. You couldn't have a Raw and a SmackDown or one without the other. It would have to just be the one, and it could pass between brands. Right. And then, if WWE was creative, which they haven't been, but they have been, you could even maybe get some NXT talent in on that. Because there are women in NXT. There are women tag teams in NXT. Why not get them involved? Right. Now, if I were to go about, we'll get, well, <laughs> screw it. Let's get into some crea- uh, creative fantasy booking here. In my opinion, the way to save, the way to keep the women's division going even further, create a show just for the women's wrestling. But would you still put them on Raw and SmackDown? No. Okay. See, this is where see, we this see, is where we start to lose interest of some people. Really? Because people they will tell you that Raw and Smack Raw is the flagship show. Well, SmackDown, SmackDown is the flagship show right now. Well, you know what I mean. Like Raw is the longest running episodic TV program. Blah blah blah. We hear it every Monday. You want to you want to bring everybody to watch that show, including the females. So you have to have the girls on that show. Right. But if you do like. A UK show that they're planning on doing. So, and you can, or what? Well, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna forget I said that. Do a women's show like 205 Live, yes. back when yes. the women were still back when the women and the cruiserweights were on Raw. Right. You could have them on Raw, and then they would have their own show. If right. you really want to promote something, you do it on the show, but you have Raw be like the number one contendership for the woman. So, like, let's say Sasha Banks and Bailey, for example, they get a chance to be WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Right. So on Raw, they would come out, maybe squash a couple jobbers, right. and cut a promo. On SmackDown, the, you could have the opposing team do that. And then on this Friday night, well, Saturday night show, is whenever they would have the match. Right. But all the Raw, you'd keep them on Raw and SmackDown to build up the hype for this show. Exactly. Yeah, so like... Now, I would say that if they were going to go about doing this, the best way to do it would be to wait until they um, they moved until SmackDown moved to Friday nights. That way, you could put something in the middle of the week. Because once SmackDown moves to Friday nights, when they uh, when NXT's they're doing the middle of the week, NXT's in the middle of the week. What's on Tuesdays and Thursdays? Oh yes, but after after it moves, Tuesdays would they'd, they'd find something for Tuesdays. Trust me. WWE will find something to fill your hole. Whether it's Miz and Mrs. followed by Total Bellas, they will put something I there. will, okay. <sighs> I don't want that to happen. Anyways, from one crapshoot to another crapshoot, we've got Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley in a match that nobody wanted. And I called this, I don't know if I said it on air last week, but I called this where Bobby Lashley beats Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules, but Roman Reigns wins where it counts. I, I I think that I think you did say that. Already. I had this gut feeling ever since, ever since before the match started. I'm like, watch, right? Roman's not gonna win, but he's gonna yeah. win where it counts. All right, so let's check this out here. Oh. 
Alright, we see Roman beating on Lashley in the corner there with the forearms. Right to the side of the face in the neck of Bobby Lashley. Reigns just battering Lashley over and over again. And you can see the effect they're having on Bobby. Roman still doesn't have his bearings about him. You can see it in his eyes. Lashley, oh. Lashley with a power slam to Roman Reigns. Cover one, two, kick out. The first time we've seen frustration Lashley in the, the corner here. Lashley, but I now, think he knows exactly in the bonus audio this week, do. we had TSN 1200's Lever Sage, and he had said that Lashley was not, was probably one of the worst superstars in WWE history. What are your thoughts on Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley was good in TNA. Whenever he was in WWE CW, nobody was good in WWE CW because it was made to fail. So right. if you're trying to showcase somebody's talent on a brand that wasn't meant to succeed at all, which is what Bobby Lashley started out with, eh, not so good. He's been to TNA Superman. since then. Bellator, I believe. Yeah, He's honed his crap. This is the best we're going to see Bobby Lashley. I think he's in the prime of his career, and he's good. Like, I think he's good, but beforehand, not so much. But he also wasn't in a position to shine very much. Sure, sure, he was in that WrestleMania match, but everybody knows that the whole point of that Mania match was Vince and Trump and not Umaga and Lashley. Spear. See, Lashley has a way more convincing spear than Roman does. Yeah. Roman kind of has that edge spear where it looks like he's kind of dropping the guy on his yeah. back slowly. Whereas Lashley has that rhino gore where he looks like he just got hit by a bus. I think we're about to see the spear. The weak spear, not the good spear. But Lashley's still standing, at least for now. Nope, kick to the face of Roman Reigns on the part of Lashley. There you go, yeah, I see what you mean there. One, two, three. Excuse me for a second there. He's leaving the building. Oh, he's not leaving the building. He's just banging his head on the wall. I wasn't doing this on Monday because I knew it was going to happen. I've tuned in to Roman winning. It's a it's a fact of life. If I just gave myself a concussion, good, because that means I wanted Are to sit through Are you give yourself a concussion on the door? Yeah. Scully. Scully. Alright, so Reigns versus Lesnar, what is this, five? No, I think it's four. Is it four? But I never counted their first Mania match because that was Seth's. That's Seth's match. Fair point. But yes, we're going to get Brock Roman, Brock yeah. Roman again. No. But with Monster in the Bank, and I don't Kevin think we have to worry about and it. And Kevin Owens as well. Well, Kevin Owens, as I'm going to just skip straight into right now, is that Kevin Owens, he got a match while Stephanie was around. He said that he was going to go to work and fight Braun Strowman one more time. But he said if he has to fight Braun Strowman again, there better be a chance that he can, there better be something in it for him. So what he, what he proposed was that if Braun Strowman loses in any way, gets disqualified, anything, Kevin Owens wants that briefcase. So at SummerSlam... We're going to have Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman. I don't... I, is and it at SummerSlam or is it next week? SummerSlam. It's at SummerSlam. That's not what I heard. Uh, 
I'm just a moron, that's all. And, yeah, there it is. Singles match, regular plain old match right now. And if Strowman loses by any means, Owens gets the contract. Yep. And I'm not saying that Owens is going to win at SummerSlam, but I'm pretty sure that's when we're going to get our cash in. Right. Okay, let's go. Let's go to the Jinder Mahal. <sighs> Shanti. The way I see it. It doesn't matter if it's Roman Reigns. And there was a video that you had shown Bobby me, Skews, between, uh, during Brock the commercial break. Lesnar. But I think I'm going to have to play because the song. Sooner oh, yes. Or one. later, a monster is going to come calling because I have this. He's just, he's just telling the truth. He's I like, I can't believe. Oh, here's Kevin Owens, my favorite. You callous. As you're wearing a Kevin Owens shirt. son of a... You th after, what you, after what you did to me at Extreme Rules, after throwing Kevin me... Kevin Owens is the best heel in WWE off right the now. Top Foreign heel. Of a cage so you get that bonus point. An announce table what, because he's Canadian? Yeah. yeah. You think you just come out here like nothing happened and talk about the Universal Championship? No. No, 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 yes. no, no, yes. I have a family to take care of, and you tried He's to got take kids. Away my ability to do that. You tried to take everything away from me. So you know what, Braun? Now I am going to take everything away from you. Then why don't you hobble your ass down here and try? Yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Well, guess what, Braun? I won our steel cage match at Extreme Rules. I won! I have nothing left to prove but you. <laughs> you. Your problems. Kevin Owens is almost going to hit Eddie Edwards here or something, man. Begun. Jesus. Braun, as you know, our commissioner of Raw, Stephanie McMahon. And here we have the personally appointed constable of Monday Night Raw. empowered me to personally handle this situation. Now, Do you ever notice that Baron Corbin has Lobo tattooed behind the back of his ear? Is he a Sheriff Lobo fan? Braun, you need to understand what you did was morally reprehensible. Since being appointed the constable of Raw, I have done everything in my power to support and help superstars grow. I mean, I tried to help Finn Balor grow, but <laughs> I mean, we all know we can still we can on the only short jokes so with Finn much, Balor. So, <laughs> thought Balor Club was for everyone. Yeah. But Braun, I think I can help you, and I found somebody, somebody just for you, that is going to teach you how to control your temper. Here WWE is the best heel in the WWE right now. Stephanie McMahon, Constable Corbin, have personally appointed me to assist you in your What the hell is with everybody being personally appointed? Inner peace. Shanti. Yes. Shanti. Shanti. Look, Ginger, this isn't working. 
and I appreciate you coming Bro, out didn't here even try I never once. realized. I've didn't never even realized. Try once. I I've never realized how but tall Jinder Mahal was. Oh, Jinder's jacked, bro. Of my own. Hey, little man. Jinder Bravo? Jinder Bravo. Ha. I'm not going to bite. Come here. Jinder Baba. This microphone. Jinder Baba. Alright. I'll need you to close your eyes. I need you to close your eyes. Everybody in the WWE universe to close their eyes. Oh, you best believe I closed my eyes. And repeat after me. Get these hands. Get these hands. Wait for it. Feed me more. This was uncalled for. Yeah. Hey, that's a feud I'd see if he was still in the company. Ryback versus the the big guy versus the monster. I'd watch that feud. Yeah, I would too, honestly. But he wouldn't win. Ryback would not win. The only thing Ryback's going over these days is Airbnb. Yeah. Boom. I was seeing Ryback's Ryback. Ryback's house of feed me more house of positivity. Fight me, Ryback. You can listen back to episode one hundred and. Somewhere in the 100s to hear the three of us back when Gibby was still here. And John has finished his pizza box masterpiece. We yeah. had a little pizza I'll watching some EC dub beforehand. I'll tweet. Uh, I'll take a picture of this after we were done recording the show and tweet it out. Anyways, now on to the next match here on the card. We've got Seth Rollins and Finn Balor defeating or defeating? I think. I, Seth I, Rollins and Finn Balor versus The Show, not Will Wacklin, uh, Drew, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Yes. It was a good match. Solid. And again, oh, man, we're almost out of time here. We've, got, we've still got another 10 minutes. We're going to have to take another quick commercial break. When we come back, we will talk about SmackDown. And... We'll talk about SmackDown when we come back from the commercial break. You're listening to Wrestling With Ideas right here on CKDJ 107.9. Hey guys, this is Flip Gordon, and you are listening to Wrestling With Ideas. Look in the sky, watch it fly on the man ride. I see you try, but you running and you can't. I know. Here we go. Time for the man, time for the show. Time for the stands, climb up the ropes. Where will they land? Nobody knows. Watch out for that aerosol. Here you go, man, here's your loss. If this is a game, I'm the boss. Welcome back inside the CKDJ studios right here for Wrestling With Ideas on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. We're about to wrap things up. Here I am, the music man, Colin Scully, alongside me again for the second week in a row here. We'll see how long we can get. This is almost like Goldberg's undefeated streak. we got the man with no excuses, Jonathan Skews. Rusev Putria, Rusev Machka. Speaking of Rusev, well, we're going to talk about Rusev's show. Smack to the down to the live. Rusev's show. Interesting. Rusev Day. All right. 
So we had a couple good matches on SmackDown this week. One of those that I'm just going to jump right into right now was Andrade El Idolo Cien Almas. La Sombra? Had a match with none other than Rusev. Right. Now, Aiden English still isn't back yet. He is back. Was he back? He was in this match. For for the while Scully scrolls up and catches up on his SmackDown, I'm just going to tell everybody that uh, Andrade Cien Almas and Rusev had a match. Lana was ringside with Rusev, and they were doing that thing that we see all the time whenever a heel or a face has a manager slash valet and a tag team partner slash other valet. So what we had was Aiden English came out to try to make the save on Rusev at some point in the match, but he got tangled in with Lana and... Cien Almas did something, or no, Zelina Vega was the one who was disturbing the troubles here and jumped on top of Lana, knocking her into Aiden English, and all Rusev saw was Aiden English knocking into Lana. So guess what feud we're going to get next, Scully? Oh, no. Rusev Day versus the man, sorry, the voice of Rusev Day. I'm calling it right now. This feud is happening. I hope it doesn't. Anyways. Oh, oh, and I'm sorry not to cut you off, Scully, but the second greatest match on SmackDown this week was not what you think it is. Our truth is back, Scully! Finally in a match. The truth has set him free. Our truth yeah. versus the man with no chill, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, really, it was a squash, let's face it. It was a squash. Joe is going to kill you. Joe is going to kill you. Oscar versus Billy Kay. Again, Oscar getting some momentum back. Oscar needed that win. I could have sworn. I, I'm reading through here. Thanks to the guys at Cage side for their SmackDown results here. I'm reading through this. Um, I could have sworn it said we got a hand cam promo. Or I could have sworn it said we got a hand cam porno from Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke! Well, with all that, uh, what do you call those, peen chasses? The peen chasses. Peen chasse. It'll just be a matter of time before we see Shinsuke in his own hardcore. Anyways, now we got James Ellsworth. Yes, second biggest news of the week. Right behind Stephanie McMahon's all-women announcement is that James Ellsworth, you're fine. After that, sorry for racing through this, guys. We I lost time trying. I, I thought that watching clips was a good idea. Anyways, up next here, we've got Becky Lynch defeating Carmella, earning a WWE SmackDown Women's Championship match at SummerSlam. Yeah. Thank God. You're getting ahead of yourself, Scully. This is only one of two, maybe three. What do you mean? Becky Lynch has only won one match to qualify for the title. Not saying that Carmella won't retain. Not saying that there won't be a rematch after Carmella retains. Hey, I'm at just least, saying. At least, at least Becky Lynch is in a championship match. Oh, it's absolutely. The, I am, this is this is long overdue. Well deserving, but I'm just saying before everybody slaps the rocket on Becky, just be careful because WWE is probably going to do this a couple times. Right. Up next, back from commercial, we see that Sanity making their entrance. Chopper 14, better, better, New day. New day versus Sanity, consisting of Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane, with Killian the Usos Dane. on commentary. Eating pancakes. The Usos were on commentary eating pancakes. 
New Day win with the up, up, down, down. Yep. And we had the Gene Snitsky punts a baby segment of SmackDown. Well, actually, nobody punted a baby this week because it was The Miz and Maurice and their daughter, Marilyn Monroe Sky, made their SmackDown live return this week. Although, Monroe Sky, we only saw her for about five seconds. Yeah. Because when Miz was doing his segment, which I thought was clever, that The Miz was wearing his baby carrier, and that for a guy who's really getting under the skin of Daniel Bryan, and they're starting a feud, I'd say, finally, how is Daniel Bryan supposed to be the face and beat up Miz while he's got a baby around his chest? Well, the baby is a doll. And it was pretty great because... We see Daniel Bryan come to the ring ready to kick the Miz's head in. And what does the Miz do? But he throws a baby at Daniel Bryan. He threw a baby. Now it was a doll, but he threw a baby. Remember when Gene Snitsky punted a baby and everybody went nuts? This is like a watered down version of this. Are you comparing Gene Snitsky to the Miz? I'm comparing the baby to the baby. But... The Miz could wrestle circles around Gene Snitsky, and so could Daniel Bryan, and so could Monroe Sky. I'm comparing a fake baby sketch. SummerSlam 2018, Marilyn Monroe Sky. Mizani. Not Marilyn, I think it's just Monroe. Yeah, it's Monroe Sky, Miz- Mizani, I guess. Mizanian. Whatever. Versus Gene Snitsky. Uh, <laughs> versus Nicholas. Yes. Hey, Monroe Sky. Monroe and, Sky versus and Nicholas. Nicholas. No, Monroe, yeah. Monroe Sky and Nicholas as uh, Mitch Ma- uh, yeah. Mixed Match Challenge. Challenge. All right. And with that, we bring an end to yet another episode of Wrestling With Ideas. Thank you guys for all the constant support of my taking over this show. John, thanks for coming on these past couple weeks. There's no problem. Are you going to be coming back next week? I'm going to do my best to come back next week. I can't do any guarantees right now because the way work is. But, hey, if I'm just a lucky guy, which I have been, you'll see me next week. Awesome. And with that, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys, for listening. It's Jim Cornette's Talking Cornette. You can follow me on Twitter at CD. You can follow him at Twitter at CDMan underscore Scully. Is no, that right? No. It's What is it? It's at Colin TMM. And you can follow me at N-O-A-X-S-K-U-C-E. And I got an idea. How about I beat up everybody and you give me the radio show? <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. And have a good one.